Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right. Well, we are excited to dive into this podcast episode because it's something that we are very passionate about in our own lives in terms of work-life balance. And we hear this all the time, right? You have to have a work-life balance. It's like so overused to the point that I don't even pay attention anymore when someone talks about it. Do you kind of feel the same way? Same. It's just like background buzz in my head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, and so what we want to talk about is like the messaging that we're hearing and the, you know, narrative that is being told to us perhaps is totally twisted. You know, is there something else that you should actually be focusing on? Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And before we dive into that, I want to kind of set the scene for you. Um, of life essentially. Right. Like a so, big task right there. I'm just, yes, let me set the scene of life for you. Let me just do that really fast. <laughs> um, and so I want you to think about this, you know, and, and what resonates with you and lands for you and, and speaks to you in terms of like your day-to-day life. So I want you to imagine really what a typical Tuesday is like for you. And as I walk through this, like, does any of this sound familiar? You know, can you identify with any of this? So your alarm goes off at six o'clock take a quick shower, you get dressed, you throw the kids lunch together, packing leftovers for yourself. It's a little frantic, right? Those like first parts of the morning, you know, breakfast for you might be toast or coffee. Sometimes for me, it's chocolate milk and bacon, you know, like we're not doing so well over here with breakfast. You know, you're constantly like reheating that coffee in the microwave or your hot chocolate in the microwave. Like you're never getting to it right? It's a mad dash out the door. Finally step into your classroom. You've got 20 minutes before class starts. You're answering emails, last minute copies, talking to the sixth grade teacher next door who just keeps talking to you, right? As you're like, okay, like I got to go, like, let's close this up. I really want to hear what you have to say, but not right now, you know, and then students come into the room it's like, whoosh, holy cow. And it's only eight o'clock, right? Eight Oh five. You teach your grammar review lesson. You read the next few chapters of the giver with your seventh graders. You might find time to conference with your students on their essays, maybe one, two of them, depending on what you've got going on. And then you rinse and repeat that. Like that is how life goes throughout the rest of the day until three o'clock. And then you meet with some lingering students. They need your help on their group project. You grade 12 more papers that have piled up on your desk for days. You just let them say, you're like, I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to you. And they're just saying, grade me, grade me, grade me, right? plan out tomorrow's lessons. And you finally had home around like four 45. I know for some teachers, it's even later than that. Six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. When you get home, you unpack those lunch boxes. You help your own kids with math homework that you can't do. <laughs> Thank God. I'm going to have Bob to help Will with math homework, <laughs> <laughs> that common core. Yeah, right. You got your pasta ready for dinner because at least everyone will eat pasta, right? You don't have to like pick it up. Oh, well, this person's going to eat quesadillas and this kid will have that, right? Everyone eats pasta. Pasta is like the main dish that everyone can have, right? Then you do bath time. Maybe you get into a little uh, situation with your kid having a temper tantrum like Will did last night for an hour and a half. Poor guy just couldn't handle it. And then you finally can do bedtime stories, bedtime stories. It's 830. 
I mean, even just like saying all of this kind of exhausted. Yes. (laughs) It feels heavy in my chest. And then you finally get some peace and quiet. It's nine o'clock at night. You are so drained. You still have to clean up the freaking kitchen. You still have laundry to be folded. That's been sitting there for four days that you haven't done. Your dogs need to be fed. And you're like, oh, I forgot. I have you too, that I have to take care of. You're in bed at nine 30 falling asleep to Netflix in the background, right? How many of you can relate to at least one thing or a multitude of things that I just walked through. And that's or a typical for every single day. one <laughs> that is like my life right now. Yes. To a T. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, there are listeners out there, right. That maybe kids aren't a part of your day-to-day life. Maybe, you know, they're grown up or you don't have any kids, but maybe your day looks something like this, where it's after school and you're still in your classroom, right? You're juggling all the different prep periods you have, and you're making copies for, you know, third periods, quizzes, or you're meeting with your grade level team and you're mapping out the student learning outcomes for the quarter before you head home. And same thing as that other teacher, Caitlin was describing, like the sun is setting, it's getting dark out and take a minute and ask yourself, like, at what point did you agree that this go, go, go lifestyle of being a teacher was okay. And even more so what you actually wanted. And maybe you're like myself for sure. And maybe Caitlin, I'm guessing that you just kind of fell into it. It's like all of a sudden, without even being aware of it, your life became so busy that you're constantly being pulled in two directions, work life, family life, and feeling like you're not excelling at either of those. Like I've definitely gone through periods of that where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not giving work my all. And my kids are definitely not getting, you know, the best mom I can be at the moment. Not even your kids, but yourself, your friends, your spouse, like all of the other aspects of relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many people, like Caitlin said at the beginning of this episode, so many people in the education space, space, especially they encourage this work-life balance, right? And yes, teaching is challenging and it can be tiring. It can be exhausting. So yeah, of course, head home and relax after school. But honestly, like that's just not possible when you're juggling work and family responsibilities. And that's why over the years, we've come to realize that this concept of work-life balance is completely twisted. So we want to like spark this idea in your head that what if you shift your way of thinking about work and life as two separate things? Because really they're not. And instead <laughs> consider that it's all just life, teaching and going to school each day and the day-to-day things that you do with your students and then your kids and your partner or your friends, that's all just your life. Yeah, totally. Like it's such a different perspective, right? It's not, a work it's not separate. Balance. Yeah. This is just life. It's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you choose to look at it that way, then you're forced to ask yourself a very important question, like the, the fundamental question to like existence. Like if we're going to get all existential here for a second, going deep today, I like it. (laughs) Well, it's so true. This is is exactly the work I did in that leadership program that I went through. Mm -hmm. And it's like literally this question, what kind of life do you want to create? Like, what is your vision for your life? If you sat back and you thought to yourself, what do I want my life to be like? What would your answer be? Well, how would you answer that question? And I really want you to think about that. Like maybe even push pause and close your eyes wherever, you know, safely that you can, if you're not driving and like really freaking think to yourself, what kind of a life do you want to create? Like, what is the vision for 
your life? Do you want to be lit up and excited to go to school every single day and to learn alongside your students? Is that what you want? Is that the kind of life that you want to have? Do you want to look forward to coming home every single afternoon and spending time with your own family? Like you are so excited to get in that car and see your kids or your dogs or your partner or your friends, or just be by yourself. Is that what you want? Do you want to actually enjoy making lunches and dinners? Like what if that was your perspective as opposed to sitting down or standing up, I guess, to make dinner and being a victim to making dinner, being like, oh, I got to make dinner again. No one's going to want to eat it. I hate this. Like all that narrative that you're telling yourself is what you are manifesting in your life. So what if you actually got to enjoy dinners and lunches, making them, you like get in the kitchen, you turn music on, the vibe is good. The smell of the garlic and the onions and the olive oil getting heated up as like the base of your dish. Can you like smell that? I'm like picturing that's my this favorite hungry smell now. in the whole world, right? <laughs> oh, no, it's so good. And so you enjoy that. And if whatever your answer is to that question, if those are the things that you want, and that's just like scratching the surface, you've been thinking about this for a couple minutes. I gave you three examples. I want you to think about if that's what you want, then who do you get to become to simply live the life that you want? And it just is. And you no longer have to distinguish between work and life. This is life. And it's the vision that I have for my life. And I am the person that I get to be to have this type of life. That's up to you. Like you are in, you are responsible fully 100% for the life that you live. And what's really cool is it's not just this like (laughs) obscure concept, right? There are actual things that you can do to support yourself in that vision that you have for your life. You know, what systems will you put in place so that this next school year is different from all of the other ones, right? That's systems, that's processes, that's setting your future self up for success. And using those systems, that allows you to confidently walk into class every day. You know, you're prepared. You're excited to teach, not just that day's lesson, but next week, next month, It's no longer like living for the breaks in teaching, like fall break, winter break, spring break, summer break. You're no longer just like, oh my God, just get me to that break. Because what is your life if that's how you're actually living every single day is like wishing your life away, right? And so when you put systems or processes or whatever, you prepare your future self, that means you might try batch planning for the first time. Or you might implement bell ringers to add consistency and structure to your ELA period, like actual steps, tangible things that you can do to make changes. Maybe you finally adopt a lesson planning framework. Like we teach our teachers in the EB teachers club of the into through and beyond. I think we've talked about that on the podcast episode a few times. I know we have blog posts about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because with that specifically, like once you have a framework, And this is for anything I feel like in life, like I feel like anything that has a framework makes life so much easier. And especially with teaching, you have lessons and units that have structure, that have purpose. Your students are engaged. They're mastering the standards. You're not scrambling anymore. And you're no longer living for the breaks. You get to enjoy every single day of being a teacher. 
I love those ideas. And I, I think there's even more questions we can ask ourselves, right? Hopefully we're getting the wheels turning for you where you're like, hmm, maybe I could make a little change here. So you might want to consider like, do I stop assigning essays that I don't want to grade? If you hate grading essays so much, don't assign them. I mean, not completely, but like not every single unit needs an essay. So maybe instead you try a one pager or a graphic essay, which you can grade a whole lot quicker. And especially if you're rinsing and repeating those and your students are becoming more proficient at them, they're much easier to grade. Or maybe it means not sitting in your classroom during lunch so that you can catch up on grading, but actually saying, you know what? No, I'm going to go sit in the faculty room and I'm going to enjoy the lunch that I prepared. And I'm going to talk to adults for 35 minutes and just take a break from being in the classroom. Or it might mean um, making a run a part of your after-school routine, right? Going for a walk with friends, whatever it is, ordering takeout every Thursday or reading for fun along with your students when it's SSR time, whatever it is, a little tweak you can make in your schedule that you look forward to now or that you're excited about doing and it just becomes a part of your routine. So take a minute to reflect on those different ideas. For example, that one about reading a book along with your students. I love to think of reading this way. I would definitely do this. I would read with my students during deer or SSR time. And if you frame it in your mind, like I'm getting paid right now to read a book of my choice for fun. Like that's really amazing when you think about it. And I'm not trying to downplay teaching in any way. Like we know teaching is so hard and you get paid to do really, really hard, challenging things. Like you have to ensure that your students can read and write effectively. Right. I get that. But you also get paid to do some of those fun things like reading with your students. And when you start to think of it that way, you're like, wow, I can't exist in harmony here. I can do the hard things and I can have fun with my students. And you start to just appreciate teaching in a different way. And that's ultimately what it comes down to that harmony. Instead of striving for that work-life balance, you strive for harmony, to be the teacher you want to be, to do great work, and to thrive in and out of the classroom. We're always saying that, right? The be, do, thrive. But it's really when you start to embody that and repeat that to yourself and live it, that's Mm -hmm. when things change. Totally. And it all starts with that question. Like, what kind of a life do you want to create? And then who do I get to become to create that life that I want? And again, like this is like the fundamental work that I did in that leadership training. And it's, it's, it's changed me. You know, I have like a contract for myself that there are three ways of being that I get to be and show up in every single day that impacts my life in the vision that I have for my life in the relationships that I have with, with people, with myself, just in the way that I interact and enjoy life on a daily basis. Like you can change, like it is possible. And that's one of the things that's, I think really cool. And like one of the distinctions of leadership is 100% is possible 100% of the time. So if you're sitting there, like, uh, you know, work-life balance isn't possible for me, flip that script, like get rid of that. Like Jess is talking about, it's about living in harmony every day. It's the both and of work and family and self and friends and whatever else it is. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive of each other. Right. So can I add anyway, something in yeah. here? Just because I think it's interesting. Like Caitlin and I have been like reading, learning about, you know, these kinds of topics for a very long time. And I will say like, when we first started to hear about this, 
I think both of us were like, yeah, we get it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But it's only been in the last, at least for myself in the last year that it's really like sunk in for me and become like, it is my way of being. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's great. Like you're starting to think about it, but maybe this is one of those episodes that you re-listen to in a few weeks or months after you've tried to implement some of these ideas and see how it affects you differently. I think we can hear things, you know, so many different times and take something of value from it at different moments in our life. So I just think that's something to, you know, give it a try. Totally. And I think too, to add to that, like just, you know, when you figure out what it is, the vision that you have for your life, like what, what, what's one way of being that you get to be in order for that to become a reality. And you operate from that way of being now every day on a consistent basis. So when you have an interaction with somebody that goes awry or you're upset about something or feeling frustrated or angry with something, you go back to that fundamental way of being that fundamental shift that you wanted for yourself. And you ask yourself, am I being vulnerable right now? Was I being vulnerable in that state? or whatever word way of being that you've chosen vulnerable is one of mine. Um, are you being that? And if you aren't, then there's your answer as to why you weren't able to create what you wanted to create in that moment with that interaction. Um, so yeah, I just think that's really powerful. I love this episode. I love talking about stuff like this. I think it's just so important and I, it, it gets brushed over. It does. Cause it's not yeah. like, it's not sexy. You know what I mean? It's not like this quick, simple little thing. It's like lifelong work that we get to do to have the life that we want and to thrive. We do thrive. Got my Absolutely. new sweatshirt on if you're watching us on YouTube. I, it's very <laughs> cute, by the way. I already told you when I want to order one. <laughs> I love it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. And we'll see you next week for another one. Have a great day, you guys. Bye, everyone.